I'm Josh Holliday, and you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm speaking with Danielle Nelson, Director of Supportive Oncology, and Megan Winkle, Healing Arts Program Manager and Lindsay Anderson, Curator of Art, about the transformative work they are doing at Henry Ford Health to integrate art into their brand new cancer center. And now, the other facilities at Henry Ford Health. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of the Cultural Advocacy Network of Michigan, the Michigan Arts and Cultural Council, and the National Endowment for the Arts. We're bringing you the latest stories and headlines on arts and culture here in the Fresh Coast State, our beautiful home in Michigan. Let's dive right in. Danielle, Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Josh. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, we're really excited to talk today about the work that Henry Ford Health is doing to really think about not only the, the health when people come to see you, but the health of the community, the health of Southeast Michigan, and that intersection that happens between um, wellness that you guys are doing and arts and culture and how arts and culture can help impact the wellness of a community. So Danielle, tell us, what is the work you guys are doing and, and why are you doing this work in Southeast Michigan? Great, thanks. Um, thanks again for having us. So. Um, I guess I can start a little bit with giving you some um, context um, for um, where this work is happening. So we are a part of the Henry Ford Health uh, Cancer Service Line. Um, so really looking to support our cancer patients and their families at one of their most difficult times in, in many people's lives if they have if they experience a cancer diagnosis. Um, my area, um, which healing arts is, is a really important part of, is. Um, called Supportive Oncology. So our, um, our division within the Cancer Service Line um, mission and goal is really to think about how we take care of patients and their families, mind, body, soul. Um, because we know that when you have a cancer diagnosis, um, and for anybody out there that's experienced that or has had a family member or a loved one, um, it doesn't, it's not just about eradicating that tumor. It's really uh, that, that diagnosis impacts your whole life. And so when we're thinking about how we can support people through this journey, um, we're thinking about how we provide financial support, how we provide dietary support, exercise, um, mental health, which is so important. Um, and one of the other things that we um, thought was very important and, and probably unique is bringing in healing arts and how we can incorporate the arts into taking care of um, our community in a more holistic way, which is where Megan comes in with her expertise um, and, and connections um, in the really robust arts community that we have here in Southeast Michigan. Danielle, how long have you guys been doing this work and how did it all come about? Great question. So um, I have been working with uh, our Cancer Institute for uh, close to seven years now. And this all came about around that time when we were actually looking to develop a supportive oncology program. It didn't exist within um, the health system for our, for our cancer patients. So we um, brought together a group and looked at what sorts of things, what resources did we have in each of our locations across Southeast Michigan? Because you know, a lot of times people think about Henry Ford and think about our, our largest location in Detroit, but we serve patients in Oakland County, other parts of Wayne County, out into Jackson. Um, so really looking at 
what um, comprehensively what existed um, throughout. Um, then we did a lot of work to understand what are best practices out there um, and then put together essentially a proposal to say, these are the things we want, these are the things we need um, that we think are gonna make the biggest impact for our community. So that was the birth of what is now our Division of Supportive Oncology. Um, back when we started in 2016, I think we had six or seven employees. We now have over 50 um, within the division that sole focus is providing the, those services that I had described earlier um, for mm -hmm. our patients. So. Um, when we were doing that analysis and looking at um, what was really critical, healing arts is one of the things that came up. Um, we have, you know, there's, all, there's definitely information out there and, and other programs that have things like art and music therapy for cancer patients. And we felt that was an important thing we wanted to incorporate. But we wanted to go even a step further and think about the environments that we have in our buildings, the art that was displayed there programming that we had for patients outside of the um, therapeutic, um, you know, traditional therapy programs like art and music therapy, um, and really think about how we could expand that. So we were really fortunate to actually have some donor um, funding um, to bring Megan on to our team. Um, she is our program manager for our healing arts program and the Lindsay Anderson curator of arts for the Cancer Institute. Um, and so with that really, really generous donation, we were able to bring on somebody with um, expertise in the arts to really get a program started. That's incredible. And I think um, one of those things that for us that work in arts and culture are always proud of is when organizations such as, uh, such as Henry Ford Health look and say, we know that to do these programs to the best potential to best serve our patients and our community, that we really have to bring in the experts and somebody that comes from an arts and cultural background that has an, is an artist themselves and can look at these programs and really examine the way in which art can truly heal um, people that are going to be coming and being patients at Henry Ford Health. So that's where Megan came in um, for you guys and started working with you. So Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how you as an individual found your way to Henry Ford Health um, and maybe a little bit before um, you came to the organization, what some of your background was. My background is entirely in arts and culture. So I went to school for art history and arts administration and had spent my career working in nonprofit gallery in Detroit and with the Detroit Institute of Arts. And then uh, for several years worked at a nonprofit community art center and it was when I was working at that art center um, that really my interest sort of moved into more community engagement type of work. And so less about just strictly a curatorial focus and putting art on the walls for people to come look at, but really thinking about all of the different ways people could experience that art and really collaborating with artists to think about different ways uh, to, to present their work to the public and then bringing in um, you know, lots of different community members and businesses and, you know, just all types of different organizations who could partner with us and really strengthen that, that programming. And if I'm being honest, I never expected, you know, my, my career to lead me into healthcare. Uh, just really wasn't something that I, I just really didn't know the, the opportunity or the, the potential there, I suppose. But um, I think, starting with with Henry Ford, really being able to have the opportunity to build this new program. It's 
like I've been able to take all of that community engagement, public programming uh, background and apply it in a new setting um, where it's still lots of community building, lots of partnerships, just thinking about people, how people can experience art when they're, you know, like Danielle said, they're coming to us during a very difficult time of their life. And for me as a curator and as an arts administrator, um, I've never felt more inspired doing the doing this work than I than I have here. The, the impact is just um, is so much so much greater, so much different. And now that you're in the organization and you're doing this work day in and day out, what are some of the programs and activities that you've been able to implement um, and really see transformative change um, at Henry Ford Health? So I think when I first started, I mean, the ideas for the ways we can integrate arts are, are a plenty where I feel like we are, um, you know, I'm always collaborating with our, with our programming team uh, and, and just thinking about all the different ways we can integrate arts into programs that already exist. But I will say there was, you know, there was a good amount of time, uh, especially when I first started where I really just all my focus was on understanding what the patient experience was like, um, you know, what kind of care are they receiving? Where are these things taking place? Um, you know, where are the where are the places in our building where they might be feeling the most anxious or uncomfortable? You know, where is where are their family members waiting, and how long are they sitting there? So there was a lot of um, there was a lot of learning, a lot of under you know, a lot of work to understand really what's happening in the building before. Um, even starting to put one artistic experience into into play, I suppose. But um, you know, so with the new cancer center in Detroit, you know, we have this like beautiful brand new Brigada Harris Cancer Pavilion that's um, on West Grand Boulevard in Detroit that's been open for just over a year. Opened in 2021, um, which is this. It's a global destination for cancer care. And when this building was going up. Um, you know, it was a, a, a huge uh, art acquisition project to fill this brand new building with new art, you know, so um, that was a big, I think that was probably the first opportunity that I had to really connect with artists in the community in Detroit and in surrounding areas and really let them know that, um, you know, that Henry Ford Health has a new healing arts program and we're looking to partner and invest with artists. Um, so some of the things that, we are, that we're doing with patients right now, so we have, um, we have an art therapy program that's tied to a patient's treatment. Um, and then we also are doing sort of a community, um, more of a like community engagement track of, of programming where, you know, I'm working on partnerships with um, organizations like Inside Out Literary Arts to do poetry writing, we're doing um, art making classes with the College for Creative Studies where their instructors are working with our patients and we're giving them all of the supplies they need to do printmaking and calligraphy and um, they've done botanical illustration, just lots of cool, really cool classes through CCS. Um, and then we also have a full music program. It's called the David D. Kira Music Therapy Program, obviously named for the founder of um, Michigan Opera Theater, now Detroit Opera, um, where 
you know, we are bringing in uh, professional musicians from uh, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and then also from Detroit Opera. And they're doing live performances just for our, our, our patients and our staff every month. You know, that's um, something that people really look forward to. And, and that's a program too that's growing. You know, we're um, also about to start doing live performances at our Jackson Hospital with the Jackson Symphony. Uh, so lots of exciting stuff happening there too. And you talked about the patient experience and having to understand that to build these programs and activities. You know, Danielle, maybe tell us what does that patient's experience look like? How often are maybe some of these patients visiting your facilities? And then how are these programs intentionally designed to either um, support them in passing as they come and go? or for them to engage with when they're here um, for their maybe more routine uh, visits? Yeah, so, um, you know, when a patient is in active cancer treatment, they could be coming to one of our facilities as often as every day. And, you know, a typical um, radiation um, therapy treatment is five days a week for six straight weeks. So, um, so that you know, patients could be coming to us as frequently as every day to once a week or a couple times a month, you know, sort of depending on where they are in their treatment. Um, but uh, I think one of the things that is really important to understand about um, a cancer patient's journey is just how time-consuming it is and um, how much stress that puts on uh, on them and the family to and to get to appointments and coordinate everything. Um, so it's a lot of work. It's almost like another, you know, another job to manage manage this illness. Um, a lot of our patients um, are sick enough that um, they have to stop work, um, and you know, it impacts their life in that way. Um, that has impact, you know, of course, just on your day to day routine, but on your financial stability, all, all sorts of things. So I would say just the stress of all of that is is a lot. Um, so thinking about um, how we can incorporate healing arts. It's really thinking about where are those moments in care that um, we might be able to provide the biggest impact. Uh, Megan started to talk a little bit about the curation of the art um, collection at the Brigitte Harris Cancer Pavilion. And I wanna sort of take a step back to that because I think that that is one of the largest opportunities we've had from a, a facility planning, a space making, um, uh, you know, uh, a, process to really make an impact. Uh, so the uh, Brigadier Harris, Harris Cancer Pavilion brought all of our cancer services for cancer patients in Detroit under one roof um, before they were at Henry Ford Hospital, but in all sorts of different parts of the building. It's very overwhelming to get around. This is much more patient-centered. Um, so with that in mind, the art, I think, reflects that as well. Um, and Megan can probably speak to this in a little more detail, but um, we have, I took a very a unique, uh, I think, approach to the art collection in this building. We have a partnership with the, um, with the DIA and have actually um, replicas of their works of art in, um, in our building. So you can be coming, you know, if you're coming five days a week, you might have these masterpieces to look at as you're coming through the hallways and, and have a chance to see art that you might not other, otherwise see in while you're getting your cancer treatment. So I think that that uh, can have a huge impact on someone's well-being emotions. I don't know, Megan, what else do you want to say about the art in the building? Yeah, the 
so that DIA are is part of their Inside Out program, which is that that's the program that you know is taking these um, replicas of masterpieces and putting them out in the community. So we, you know, we were fortunate to have 30 pieces gifted to us by the DIA. It was the first time they've done something like that in healthcare, and um, so I mean, 30 pieces is a you know, that created the substantial DIA art walk. And really the, the intention was that, you know, people are traveling from all over the place for treatment and to come to this building and they're not feeling well. So they're not going out into the city to explore and um, be able to experience all the things that our, that our area has to offer. And so this was a really nice way to highlight this, um, this really amazing collection that's, you know, that's on view, you know, just down the street, so. Um, and then with the rest of the art, everything is, everything in the building is original. I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, a, a lot of the times in healthcare, I think it's, um, you know, you, you end up seeing a lot of stock imagery, photography and, and, and things like that, um, which is nice too, but, you know, being able to, being able to purchase artwork directly from artists in our community and from the galleries who, um, who work with them and, uh, the nonprofit art centers in the area, like all of these, um, you know, all of these elements that create this really robust art ecosystem in our city, you know, it was really um, being able to support them along the way was exciting. So um, in the middle of COVID. And it was in, in all the buying was in 2020, which was, I mean, yeah, now when I think about that, it was pretty funny. I was meeting artists in park and rides and putting art in my car or like, we're standing outside their house in the front lawn, like looking at art because it was such a weird time. Um, you know, all of the galleries were closed. There weren't any, you know, new exhibitions going up. Everything was online. It, it's just, it was, it was just really, yeah, it's amazing that it all. And I love that you guys are being intentional about picking some of that original art from the Southeast Michigan community and from the Detroit community. Um, Talk about what it's like to connect with those artists at the local level and what has been the response from them to be featured as part of this project and the endeavors that you guys are doing at Henry Ford Health. I think coming, coming from an arts background, um, you know, the, 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 more, the longer you spend working in arts and culture, the, you know, your network just grows and grows. But with art, there are always new artists who are, um, you know, who are kind of coming into your, um, you know, coming into your life or popping up on the radar or, or however you want to say it, there's always new things to look at. Um, I think that it felt, it felt great for me. I was so excited about the project and about the opportunity. I was genuinely excited to tell people I am buying a lot of art. I want to buy your art, you know, <laughs> like let's get, let's buy art from everybody. Um, and it, so that part of it was, was really fun. And I think that artists um, appreciate the opportunity to, to have their work in a, in a big collection, you know, like, in, and be able to list a big organization like Henry Ford Health on their resume. I mean, there's a, there's a definitely a professional benefit there, but, um, but it also is, you know, I, I see our organization as an anchor in so many communities. And so to be able to, um, to support their work, you know, the artists who are actually living in our neighborhoods, you know, and, and within these communities that we serve um, and just investing in them and, um, you know, reiterating the value in their work and paying people for 
for the work that they're creating, you know, it, it all felt really good. And, you know, and I, I can, I can't, obviously can't speak for the entire artist community, but um, I think that there's sometimes is a, there's sort of this middle ground gap in opportunities when you're thinking about commercial artwork purchases or art placement or something where, um, you know, there's, even with galleries when they're selling things, I mean, having a corporate client come in and buy art can really mean a lot to an organization. It meant a lot when I worked um, in the in the nonprofits that I worked for. So um, for from that point of view too, it was really exciting to be able to step into that space and, um, you know, make a positive impact hopefully on, on all those people. And, you know, I, I, I will say too, the artists, because it's such a great community that we're part of, um, you know, I would meet an artist who lives in our neighborhood and then I'd say, who else is, who else is over here? Like who else's art should I go look at? And so a lot of the art that's in the building was sort of, sort of came through that way too. You know, they're recommending their, their friends and they're recommending more people or someone that they saw. And it really was probably took at least a year, um, you know, to get, to get through everything. But. I think that's so cool how you were intentional about connecting with local artists um, and really making sure that they were a part of it. So, so big congrats to you and to Henry Ford Health. I think that's amazing of all the work that you guys are doing there. And what has been some of the response that you've heard from the patients and the visitors of the health system? Uh, it's, it's great. You know, they, um, they definitely noticed uh, from a system or like a system leadership perspective, um, I think this is this is great. We, you know, after the cancer center opened, and there's all it's full of art. All of the art was philanthropy funded too. I should say we had um, it was we were able to purchase all of that art through um, individual donations and a lot of fundraising from our philanthropy office, which is just you know incredible. But so. Um, this was a special curatorial project. And so then as other buildings in um, within Henry Ford Health have opened and people go through them, they say, why doesn't this look like the cancer pavilion? Where's the art in this building? And then, you know, it's it's really um, taken conversations in, you know, in facilities and in planning in sort of a different way where they know now what it looks like if you if you have original art. In, in the building. And so, um, you know, it's, it's shifted that a little bit too. So I've been working on some other buildings, which is exciting. So, and that's really what I'm after as we're building the program is making sure it's sustainable, like pushing it so that it's not contained within this one um, building, but that we're building something that, um, that will grow and, you know, outlive, outlive me and Daniel. Yeah. One of the other things that I think has been a really amazing thing to see the reaction to is our uh, David D. Kiera music program. Um, because, you know, we had a vision when we were opening up this new cancer pavilion. We've got a, a beautiful lobby with lots of windows and, and light and um, 30 foot ceiling that we have some beautiful performances there. We've got a grand piano and um, of course, we opened in January of 2021. So when we opened, we were not um, doing really uh, live performances because we were keeping everybody out of the building that didn't need to be there. So um, we have started doing live performances now in the building. The first time we had a chance to do this was actually last 
summer and we sort of did a, a special event for our um, Cancer Survivorship Month in June. But we had um, a couple of performers from um, the Detroit Opera um, join us and and perform in the in the lobby of the Cancer Pavilion. And um, we had you know just people in the our own staff in the building, patients in the building. All many people came out to come and and watch. Um, and you know you're we're in the middle of a of a cancer center, so people be getting off the elevator like. What the heck is happening here? But just yeah. these, just a beautiful um, surprise, I think, um, to see um, that type, that caliber of a performance um, in a space where you're expecting to come for a medical service, um, and just even you know the the verbal uh, conversations we've had, reactions from people have been wonderful. But just seeing people's face and feeling the energy of the space change when we have those live performances. Um, it's sort of hard to describe, but it is a really beautiful, beautiful thing. And um, I think it's a unique, special thing for us to be able to, to bring to our patients while they're, while they're coming in for treatment. People are always stopping me and telling me um, about a piece of art that stands out to them or that's their favorite or, you know, asking me what something is, a, what something is about, or I don't know, it's, it's, it's great. I actually, I went to see my own um, doctor recently, you know, which is not in Detroit and they don't know what I do, but they, you know, but know that I work in that, um, you know, in that building. And she said something like, oh, that building is so beautiful. Have you seen all the art in there? It's like, thank you for making my day. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, I bought it all. <laughs> I'm like, glad you like it. That's great. Um, I was nervous when we opened. I was, you know, that... Um, and we went through a lot of selection. There was like a really great um, engagement with staff and with patients. And there's like a patient and family advisory council um, that weighed in on all of the artwork. We also did um, presentations with our support groups and with, you know, just all kinds of different people who looked at all this art and, um, you know, made sure everybody, there weren't gonna be any bad surprises, you know, and, um, and then once everything was installed and we opened, I was I was so nervous for like the first couple of weeks. I thought for sure someone would complain and have to take something down. <laughs> it hasn't, hasn't, hasn't happened. happened yet. That's great. Yeah. And it's great to hear the response from both the leadership as well as the visitors and patients that are coming through. And looking at this is a successful model of how art can truly be integrated into the private sector. I think it's important to be able to look at this as an example of how art can be integrated into many um, corporate environments. And how, how have you been able to see or say why this has been so important? And why would you tell others that might be listening or telling somebody how they can convince somebody in a more corporate environment, why they should look at bringing local art and arts programming and visual arts into that, their corporate spaces? Well, you know, I think I have a couple of thoughts. The first, and we've, we've mentioned this a few times, but philanthropy was such an important component of making this program a reality. Um, you know, we are a large organization, but as you said, we are a nonprofit and um, all of the profits we do make go right back into the mission and it's not, it's, it's not a lot. So um, having some additional 
um, uh, sources of uh, funding for these types of programs was really, really instrumental. Um, I would say if somebody else is looking to do something similar and they are in you know, a nonprofit healthcare space or, or something similar, that having a partnership with your development philanthropy team is so, so vital. But I think it's worth it. And um, there's some, I mean, there's something about the arts and music that you don't really have to explain to people why it makes a difference. You know, we all connect to whether it's the, the painting you see walking down the corridor, the, uh, the volunteer pianist who's playing when you walk into the building. We all connect to those types of things on a, on like a spiritual, you know, human level that um, I think connects us all in, in, a, in a way that's hard to explain, but people are drawn to that. So um, I think with the right partnership and development, you can find others that um, connect in that same way and will help to spearhead these, these programs in other places. I think we're really hoping, or our bigger vision is that We've, we're starting this in cancer. We hope that we are showing the organization that, um, and I think we are, that there's value in this in other areas and that we can expand and, and hope to be a model for other health systems um, to look at this as well. So yeah, I think those are some of the things I, I would say are important in, in starting a program. I think there's lots of opportunity for us to start doing research on the, on the actual impact. I think that's one of the challenges is that there's some, but there's much more opportunity to show like hard data, what the impacts of these programs are. Um, and that's something we, we are interested in exploring and starting to you know, participate in and, and contribute to. But I think that that's you know, another space where um, we have a great opportunity to show the um, you know, uh, quantitative uh, impact of what we're doing. I think too that for other organizations or for other um, other big companies that are thinking about bringing arts into their spaces, I think you know really considering what makes their community a great place to live and work. You know, a lot of the time they're thinking about things that are um, you know led by creatives, creative businesses, mm -hmm. um, small retail restaurants. They like their murals outside. You know, these are um, creative people that are um, really doing all this great work in the in the neighborhood where their businesses are. And you know, they, I would I think that's where uh, or it's that's deserving of some investment. Mm -hmm. And for their staff, or you know, for their for their team and whoever's working in their spaces, um, you know, we know that art is you know, has all, all sorts of different benefits, that little bit of research that Danielle touched on, you know, we know that it um, promotes relaxation and eliminates, um, can help eliminate stress. And there's different things like that, that, that we know make people feel better, but um, it also, it humanizes the space and makes people feel more connected. It can help them feel seen um, and comfortable there, you know, depending on what the, what the art is, if there's something they connect with. And, mm -hmm. you know, Wright Lasseter, who's the president and CEO of Henry Ford Health currently, um, he had said when we were talking about this, uh, he actually talked about this at the Mackinac Policy Conference in um, 2021, where he was really encouraging CEOs to, to just take the first step because you don't have to have a perfect plan for your art program. You don't have to have the perfect budget. 
uh, you just have to try. And the, and the fact is that there's probably artists and musicians working in every business and every organization. Um, and so sometimes it's all you have to do is ask the question, you know, who, who's interested in, 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 in thinking through what arts and culture could look like in our building. And, um, and it just takes a little bit to, to get it going, um, but you have to try go for it. That's, that's what he said. And, you know, Megan, what you just said a minute ago about the well-being of our staff, I think that that's a really important thing for businesses to be thinking about right now. We're in the midst of, you know, this great resignation. Everybody is having a hard time finding people to fill their critical positions. And, um, and so we're in the midst of that. We're also in the midst of a mental health crisis in this country and a lot of people are struggling and that's not going away anytime soon. So, you know, if you wanna differentiate your business as, as to be a great place to work, that's, that's something that I think everybody is trying to figure out right now um, because uh, the competition for, uh, for good employees is, is fierce. So um, I think this could be uh, and is a differentiator um, for, for us and could be for others. I also should point out one of the reasons that we partner with these other organizations like Inside Out Literary Arts and CCS and the DSO and Detroit Opera is because those these are organizations that already exist in our community and are experts at the work that they're doing. So we don't need to reinvent uh, the work, you know, to have a to have a great program. Our program right mm -hmm. now is a is a staff of me. So could you imagine if I had to conceptualize and um, and execute all of these different activities? It would be impossible, you know. But we really rely on and have great relationships with these partners who are able to bring the work that they're already doing into our into our space, and then we're paying them for that work. So it's not reinventing uh, reinventing the wheel every time we want to add something. It's really just looking to the people who are already experts in this work. Well, I commend both of you and all of your staff on the vision for making all of this possible and for fearlessly leading uh, to, to make change in your organization. So if people wanted to find more information or see some of uh, the work that you guys are doing, where could they find more information about this project and the work you're doing? All of our uh, programming and supportive oncology services information can be found at henryford.com backslash cancer support. There's a link for healing arts there too. Awesome. And thank you so much for joining me today um, on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah.